This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. The BFM Breakfast Grill, connecting you to the top people and ideas. Powered by U-Mobile. 5G now with you. BFM 89.9, I'm Chong Jensen and this is The Breakfast Grill. Legenda Properties is relatively a newcomer in the property business. This was facilitated by a series of corporate exercises via DBE Gurney Berhad, including the divestment of its poultry business. It has morphed into a developer with a niche in affordable landed housing, catering to the B40 and M40 income households. Will Lady Luck still shine on Legenda when it spreads its wings beyond para? Joining us in the studio is Dato Jimmy Do, managing Director at Legender Properties. Thank you for joining us this morning. Dr. Jimmy, let's talk about your flagship project, Bandabaru Setia Awan Perdana first in Setia Awan. So far, 3,400 units have been launched with 1,700 units remaining. Is your success for this project largely because you were at the right place at the right time, which is catering to the more affordable segment of the property market? Uh, I would say that actually affordable housing is needed everywhere in Malaysia. So probably uh, the right place is almost everywhere. Yeah, I can see that uh, the mismatch of the affordability and the average salary in every area is huge. Yeah, it includes uh, bigger cities like I'm sure in place like KL. Yeah, the average salary is about probably four to five thousand or five to six thousand, but most of the houses are beyond reach to majority Malaysians. So I will say the launching of the right time is probably not many of the people or the industry players are actually focusing in only doing affordable. So we started out in. Uh, Perak, Setiawan is because that's where I came from, that's where I grew up and that's where I was born. But uh, today, we are looking at this segment of affordable housing differently because uh, from our data studies, it shows that it's needed everywhere all around Malaysia. Land is also a state matter. So for Perak, how long did it take for you to cultivate this relationship with the state government? Uh, well, uh, because we are doing uh, what the government wants us to do, uh, usually they do give us certain privilege in expediting our approval. So usually we will get our approval within a year or max, maybe a year and a half, from an agriculture uh, land all the way to development land. So would you say your closer relationship has also helped to expedite matters in, in the state? Uh, well, I will say that because we are doing what they want us to do, so keeping a good relationship with them is good actually to let them understand that we are really genuine doing affordable housing. That is actually their main concern. Sometimes uh, every state, when they see us, they always tell us that, are you really genuinely doing affordable housing or are you just trying to get a faster approval and at the end of the day, not doing affordable housing? So uh, keeping a good relationship and uh, letting them understand us better is important. And Legenda Properties has also expanded into other states such as Kedah, Selangor, Pahang and even Johor, how confident are you to repeat your success in Para? I don't see it as a big issue. I've been meeting all the state governments. We have recently launched our Sungai Petani uh, 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 township as well. And the state has been welcoming us. And we are also in Johor today. And we have purchased uh, one land in Mersing. And the state government is also welcoming us because uh, they need developers like us. And so far, there's not many in the market only focusing in affordable housing. And all the states are aware that they need the houses at that price range. 90% of your existing clientele are government servants. And do you still expect this to be the same in the other states that you're venturing in? 
Uh, I would say that actually uh, today uh, our data study shows that our bias uh, of uh, dependency from when we first started 90%, today is only about two-thirds of our bias are actually uh, from the government uh, servants. But moving on, I don't doubt that the, uh, the demand from the private sector is going to continue to increase. And the resilience in your business model is because your purchases mostly take government loans where the approval rate is high mm. and the interest rate is fixed. But with the higher cost of living now and lower purchasing power for generally the population, is the government approval process becoming a bit more stringent? Oh, well, actually, uh, for LPPSA, I do believe that there is almost zero risk. Uh, people from the government usually will not quit the government and it is auto-deduction from their salary. So uh, there is probably very low uh, default rate for LPPSA or government loan. Uh, they have been very... Uh, uh, encouraging uh, all along uh, to the house buyers. So the approval rate is faster and in fact higher than the normal uh, private sectors where we go to the bank, where banks check your your credit score, whether you paid your PTPTN loan or whether you paid your credit card or even sometimes if you don't even have a credit card, they may don't have they may not have a credit history of yours and they may not approve your loan. But for government loan, uh, it's actually almost immediate and it's almost definite. So our conversion rate for government loan is above 90%. But you mentioned one third of your business now actually comes from commercial loans. But are you seeing some slowdown in the approval process or is other banks get actually getting a bit more stringent in terms of approvals? Uh, well, I don't doubt that throughout the three years, uh, I mean, even through pandemic, the bank has been stringent. They are private companies, I mean, banks, they they need to make sure that the default rate remain, remain low. But I'm sure that uh, as we move on, government will uh, continue to make sure that uh, the approval rate for especially the lower income group remain high because uh, it's always the government's policy to make sure everybody can afford a home. But what about the interest rates in terms of the government loans now? Uh, how does it compare with commercial rates? Uh, it has always been 4% fixed and the government guarantees that the fluctuation of uh, interest rate will never be there. Uh, however, for the uh, bank, interest rate is actually a little bit on the lower side compared to the uh, government loan. However, it fluctuates. As you know, uh, in this year, there's a few times that the OPR yep. was increased. Yes, 4%, that's not a bad rate at all. Yeah. In terms of your nine months uh, numbers, your pre-sales are up by 12% to 554 million. And these are booking, their bookings of about 331 million as of 30th September 2022. How much has this translated into sales for fourth quarter? And what is your full year sales target for this year and perhaps next year? Well, uh, there has been a little bit of a delay in some of our launches this year due to our submission uh, that was done during lockdown period, which was last year. Uh, as everybody knows, government, uh, some of the departments were actually closing due, due to COVID and due to uh, total lockdown. So, uh, um, but however, whatever we have launched today definitely has been sold and the booking remains strong. And uh, our Sungai Petani latest launching, which was done, I think, in October, was sold within days, fully sold, about 282 units. So uh, we are confident moving on. Whatever we launch will be converted and will be sold because our price is right 
um, it is affordable in the local area and also nationwide. All right. But what about the sales target for this year and next year? We are targeting about more or less what we are achieving uh, last year uh, and moving on with more launches we will definitely be targeting more, probably at least 20% of what we are doing this year moving on. The reason that uh, we are expecting what our results to be almost the same like last year is because of our delay in some of our launches in certain areas due to the pandemic. Let's talk about construction now. How much of the construction is done in-house and how much is done via uh, outsourced? Well, when we first started uh, in Stiawan, we were doing almost everything indoor. But as we expand out uh, of Stiawan, we realised that uh, in order for us to scale up our business model as we move out, even out of Para, we have to collaborate with partners uh, to uh, do our construction. Today, uh, our new launches are actually undertaken by Intabina, who is also another listed company, and we collaborated on a 50-50 joint venture with them. So moving on, likelihood for all the construction to be undertaken by this Lagenda Inta is very high. All right, and this will be via IBS? Yes, uh, due to the labour shortage in the market, we have to adapt to IBS, which uh, probably reduce our dependency on labour by at least 60 to 70%. And IBS system actually fits in uh, to our business model because we are doing the same product again and again. And it's all about system uh, expensive system formwork but if you are repeating the same design again and again uh, the mole cost will actually be balanced up by the scale that we have the number of units so at the end of the day using IBS is actually um, probably economical and probably reduce our cost in long run but what about the cost of construction as a whole then? How, is that, how has that changed compared to, say, a year ago? Uh, well, I think uh, in the past two years, especially due to the pandemic, uh, there has been shortage of material that uh, actually make the price of the building material up and that bring up our construction costs. It's part of inflation, I think. Uh, moving on, we have to adapt to the new environment, uh, probably accepting that the cost of the material may not drop back to before. Uh, but I think uh, as long as we can, or Lagenda can continue to build with economies of scale, we try to make sure that our, at the end of the day, our selling price remain affordable to the places that we are going. On the breakfast grill this morning is Dato Jimmy Do, Managing Director at Legenda Properties. When we come back, we will speak to him about its new land acquisitions, financials and balance sheet and why investors should buy their shares. BFM 89.9. You are listening to The Breakfast Grill, brought to you by U-Mobile. 5G now with you. BFM 89.9, welcome back to The Breakfast Grill. In the hot seat is Dato Jimmy Do, Managing Director at Legenda Properties. Before the break, we spoke on its flagship project in Para, its diversification to other states and relationship with state governments and loan approvals. Dato Jimmy, you mentioned earlier, the first launch outside Para for the new township, Darul Laman, Legenda and Sungai Petani Kedah, was met with over overwhelming demand with all 202 units booked within several days. But has all of this been converted into SMP agreements so far? 
our conversion rate in Sungai Petani is high because in fact the number of units we launched 282 units was actually a small amount to what is needed in the market so we make sure during booking we see enough evidence that all these booking can be converted some of the even though it has only been launched in October some of the uh, bookings has already been converted into SPAs as a matter of fact some of the bookings came together with offer letter from the bank. I understand there's also a next launch of 1,000 units you're targeting. Will it still be in fourth quarter of this year? Uh, well, the government has just been formed. As I mentioned earlier, uh, AP uh, advertising permit and developer license depends on the KPKT, which is the federal government. I am still certain the approval will be somewhere this month. Okay, all right. So how do you expect this 1,000 units to perform? Well, we have data, we have registrations and we do know that as long as the price is right, the demand is quite endless. So we are very confident of the sales of the 1,000 over units moving on. I'd like to touch also on your criteria for land acquisitions. What do you look at in terms of IRR or how much as a percentage of total GDV? Well, we, we are very focused on return on investment or return on equity. So uh, whenever we buy a piece of land, uh, it's not the matter of actually uh, the price alone, but it's also whether it's JVA, meaning that uh, we don't have to come up with capex, high capex. So our return on investment will be higher if we come up with a lower capex for land. But usually we will target a single digit PSF per square feet for most of our land banks because we are only selling affordable houses. All right. You're also venturing into the Selangor property market and it's uh, far more competitive than in Perak. Is this why you collaborated with KHSB for the 191 acres of land to launch 2,000 affordable homes of below 250,000 units in Burnham Jaya Selengo? Well, what we are doing always attract the government or government-linked companies. Uh, state always have lands and they always want to build affordable housing. And we are quite efficient in building them, maintaining the cost low and making sure that the houses are actually sold within the uh, range of what people can afford. Yeah, so we have been in touch with KHSB for the first deal. I don't doubt that moving on, we probably will do more deals with more GLC or the same GLC that we have been dealing with. But how does this JV work? Who owns the land and what challenges are you facing so far? Not much of challenges, actually. Uh, KHSB has been very helpful. So they are you, they are doing almost what uh, Daru Aman in Kedah is doing. As landowner, they will get a certain guaranteed return and also some profit sharing. Uh, but they will actually assist us in getting approval uh, from the state government to make sure that uh, we can expedite and launch the project on time. For this particular project, which developers are you competing with in Selangor? Actually, there's not much competitor in the market that is only doing uh, affordable housing. Uh, for your information, uh, the project in Ulu Benam is all Rumah Selangorku. So uh, houses will be sold below 250000 uh, maybe we will even start with below 200,000 onwards. One of your more recent land acquisitions is the acquisition of 422 acres for 92 million from Ladang Awana Sendran Berhad in Para, which is a related party transaction. So how much more land do the promoters have on the private side and how do you balance this? 
Uh, well, uh, for Telo Intan, we are handing over 1,850 units, uh, which is phase one. So the township is actually getting matured. The populations are moving in and this is actually the last parcel of land that we or our family owns. Uh, we know that uh, because as the township mature, as population move in, there are also uh, probably commercial opportunities for the land that we own around the township. So best case scenario is actually to for Lagenda to take over the land before the valuation of the land goes up. Right, but what was the injection price in terms of ringgit per square foot as compared to maybe the earlier uh, stages? Uh, well, the price has gone up only 2% from the earlier injection of the uh, the land from our private site in 2019. So after three years of holding the land, uh, we only have a hike of 2%. Okay, that seems fair. So this acquisition is funded by your RCPS, is that correct? Uh, no, I think that uh, because of the handing over of the keys of uh, 1,850 units, there will be some cash flow that uh, Lagenda will be, facing, will be taking. So uh, with the cash flow uh, of the handing over from Telo Intan itself, probably Lagenda can uh, internally uh, buy the land uh, with the internal cash flow. And Lagenda is also in the process of acquiring 421 acres of land in Mersing, Johor from UM Sunrise for 45 million or about 240 ringgit per square foot. Is there any reason why you're venturing into Johor, which is deemed quite a competitive market? Actually, the deal has been completed. We have transferred the land. We have gotten all the uh, related uh, all the uh, uh, approvals to buy the land. So, in fact, we are probably targeting to launch the project soon. We which is next year. Uh, Johor is a very uh, good state to venture in because uh, the, we can see that there are not many houses being launched at below 250,000 overall. As a matter of fact, uh, Johor, Kuala Lumpur and also Penang is one uh, is three of the states that actually affordability mismatch are huge. But the land, you have to convert it to residential and the, you mentioned that the lead time could possibly take about a year. Uh, yes, but we have completed the deal of purchasing this year, so we are expecting to launch it next year. I see. What sort of premium do you have to pay for conversion? Usually, the premium payable for residential on a rule of thumb in every state is about 15% of the purchase price or the valuation of the land. Just moving on to your balance sheet now, it looks pretty strong with a net debt position of 51 million. Your gearing is just 5%. Are you looking to gear up further for future land acquisitions or do you have any self-imposed thresholds or limit for your net gearing? Oh Well, of course, uh, we do not expect our gearing or net gearing to go above 0.5, which is 50%. Uh, but moving on, definitely we want to gear up to give the best value Uh, to the or return to our shareholders. Will you possibly look at uh, equity raising exercises? Uh, not at the current moment because we are still undergeared, I would say. So uh, sometimes uh, in certain quarters, we are even in a net cash position. So the best thing for the company is at this point of time to acquire more land banks because uh, land banks is our raw material. We always consider ourselves as uh, manufa 
manufacturing uh, developer as a, uh, so as a manufacturer the raw material for us is actually the land so it's important for us to acquire more land banking at this point of time when our gearing is low okay, Legenda also recently formalised a dividend policy of paying not less than 25% of its profit after tax to shareholders commencing from financial year 22 but as you mentioned looking at your strong cash flow generation and you're still very low gearing for your balance sheet can you actually do a lot better than 25% and why aren't you paying more? Well, at this point of time, Lagenda still think that we have opportunities to grow all over Malaysia. Uh, today, we have land banking in five states. But of course, uh, the need for Malaysians to own a home is not only on these five states. Uh, I think uh, I have to manage my investors or shareholders' expectation by giving only 25%. But the uh, bigger picture here we look at is the growth of the company. Your recently released results for third quarter financial 22, it showed some weakness for revenue. It declined by about 2.4% to 181 million. Pre-tax profit down 17% to 52 million due to one labour shortage impacting. Secondly, depleting completed inventories and temporary mismatch in revenue and costs with new launches not contributing yet. I've seen some analyst reports and they're also expecting a weak fourth quarter and the outlook doesn't look very promising also in financial 23 with higher inflation, crimping purchasing power. What are you doing to address all of this? Well, as a company grow, the administrative costs may go up. We were only in Perak last time. Today, we are in five different states, so we will have offices everywhere. So we are also hiring more talents to join us uh, in our journey. So uh, at the same time, we are also impacted this year by our Chukai Makmo, which is prosperity tax. Uh, anything above 100 million, we have to pay 9% more on the tax. So that will actually impact into our numbers. But we are confident as we continue to have the economies of scale, when we launch all our projects, eventually our numbers will normalise. Just looking at your PAT, your profit of the tax margins, you mentioned higher administrative costs, Chukai Makmo, that's why likely your margins for second quarter and third quarter in terms of that at the PAT level was about 18 to 19% versus the margins of 25 to 30 that you have been enjoying in the past. What sort of normalised margins are you looking at going forward? I would think that when all the projects are actually launched, we will still be expecting up to 25% eventually. Uh, today, uh, what we are facing is just uh, additional administrative costs or maybe even additional gearing, borrowing to actually uh, buy more land bank. But eventually, when we launch all the projects, uh, we will definitely see the numbers back to what previously we have been doing or probably even better because the skills will be even bigger. Looking at your shareholding structure, correct me if I'm wrong, the Doe family owns close to 73% now. And I noticed there's also the presence of quite a few local institutional funds. You have AIA, Kananga, Etika, among others. Would you look to pare down your holdings holdings to actually increase the liquidity of the shares? Well, as a shareholder myself, uh, I will think that uh, Lagenda has uh, a lot of upside. We are still growing. At this point of time, my family do not have any intention to pare down because we still see a bright side of 
practice in this industry and in what we are doing. As I mentioned, we are growing to five different states and it doesn't stop us from growing more other states as well. In terms of valuations, just looking at your current share price is down about 8 to 9% year to date. Uh, in terms of valuations, uh, you trade at about PE of about 5 to 6 times, about 1 times book value. If I were to compare with some of your more comparable peers also in this space, it appears largely fair. So with lower earnings in financial 22 and possibly a deteriorating economic outlook moving into 2023, why should investors bother to be weighted on property or even buy Lagenda shares? Well, as I mentioned just now, uh, moving on, we are expanding out of Perak. Whatever the numbers that we have been looking at is only the Perak numbers. So uh, I think everybody can imagine when all the numbers or all the launches are actually in place and what would the numbers be in the future. I think today uh, trading at 5 to 6 PE is still considered very a very affordable stock and especially at this kind of economy where the market is soft, the price is actually very, very affordable. On that note, thank you for your time. Today on the Breakfast Grill was Dato Jimmy Do, Managing Director at Legenda Properties. I'm Chong Jensan, BFM 89.9. The BFM Breakfast Grill is brought to you by U-Mobile. 5G now with you. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.